0: Okay, if we could come back to our seats now. We have an awesome man in the house that's going to bring us the word this morning. One of the fathers of the house and a father to me. So if you guys would uh, stand up and put your hands together for Larry.
1: Thank you, Larry. Uh, that looks... Looks like Francie must have messed with my PowerPoint after I went to bed last night. Go Chiefs! Yes! All the way. All the way. For those of you that aren't Chiefs fans, after the service, we'll have prayer for you outside that door, out there on the parking lot. Going to get ourselves ready here. Father, thank you. (sighs) Thank you, Lord, in my life that You have so strengthened me that I can still stand and do this. Such an honor. Such a blessing. And Father, I, I submit myself this morning to your word that, Lord, even as it is shared today, Lord, my life would be changed, my priorities would be shifted. Lord, where things are are, uh, out of line, that they would become uh, realigned into what your purpose is for this year, for this decade, for this generation. Holy Spirit, so thankful that Jesus sent the promise of the Father to us, which is you, and you have come, and you are here, and you are in us, You're about us, and you're on us, to take us into the realities of truth. He said you would lead us into the truth, and I thank you that you don't do that by filling up notebooks, but you do that by leading us experientially into the truth of the word, and we say yes to you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the call right now, Father. Lord, not just the call in this house, but Lord, the the call of the Holy Spirit in the day in which we live. Lord, to seek the face of God. Father, thank you that you are calling the church to seek your face. You're calling the church to seek the face of the bridegroom. You're calling the church, Lord. And as you do that, Lord, I thank you. Father, you are in process. Holy Spirit, you're in process of working in us and through us and around us that that become a priority in our lives. Lord, not giving lip service, but doing it. Doing whatever's necessary. Doing whatever we need to do. To seek your face in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, this month we've been uh, talking about wholeness and holiness, so I'm going to be doing that this morning, and my focus really is going to be upon seeking the face of the Lord, seeking His face. When I when I as I develop this this morning, I just want to make some comments that. God's holiness is his wholeness. (laughs) He lacks nothing. (laughs) When When the psalmist wanted to talk about God's holiness, he talked about God's beauty. Ah, the beauty of the Lord. And we're going to get into that text this morning. God's holiness, God's wholeness, God's beauty. And our need for wholeness. And the great thing about it is when we seek the face of the Lord and we see that, when we see that, that's what he imparts to us. It's not like the Lord shows us himself and then dangles this carrot in front of us and says, but you can't have any of that. That belongs to me. I'm all, I'm all powerful, but I, can't, I won't share my power with you. I'm all knowing, but I, I won't let you know some things. I'm all sufficient, but I'm not going to share that. We, you just live in poverty and want and lack. <laughs> That's not the Lord. That's part of his beauty. is The part of his beauty is he is so complete in himself, and he delights in sharing that with us. And so we're going to look at that this morning. Corinthians, second, I'll, there are some things, Debbie, I'll be, by the way, Debbie is, I believe Debbie, yeah, Debbie, praise God for Debbie being up there, but would you just turn around and look towards the sound booth up there where Debbie is and the, the sound people and the video people, and just give them a, a, an applaud of Thanksgiving. They are such, they're, they're in the, they're, they're up there all the time, and we, we get to enjoy everything that they do uh, in the, behind the scenes. But boy, we, we are so blessed to have them uh, doing what they're doing. So there'll be, there'll be sometimes I'm probably reading something that you don't have in the PowerPoint, but that'll be all right. We'll read it anyway. Second Corinthians. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. When we as followers of Jesus behold the glory of the Lord we're in a place of being transformed into that very image that we're beholding. We become like that which we behold. (laughs) We go from glory to glory by the presence and ministry of the Holy Spirit. But <clears throat> what's the glory? What's the glory that we're beholding in this when we're focusing on wholeness? Our wholeness and His holiness. What's, what's the glory? We say, well, it's, it's His holiness. And for many people, that holiness has been pigeonholed into one spot. <laughs> For many people, holiness means just one thing, that God is separated from all that is sinful. There's so much more, so much more to God's holiness. And, and the, the, as we look in the Word this morning, guys, holiness does speak of God's purity. It does speak of his moral perfection. God is indeed holy. He is separated. I'm not saying he's not. He's separated from all that is sinful. But he is all separated. he's also separated from everything that is common. He is so holy other. If He is the creator. And he is... He is so much greater than what he created. The creator of anything is always greater than what they created. God created all that we see around us. And he's so much greater than his creation. He's infinitely superior to everything, everything that exists. His holiness is God's transcendent beauty. (laughs) In all of his attributes... Attributes of love and purity and wisdom and power and joy and so many other things. That's 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 the beauty of God. That is his wholeness. That is his holiness. When Isaiah, and we sang that song, we sang a tribute or part of that a while ago, when Isaiah saw the Lord, he said he was high and lifted up, with myriads of angels singing and declaring. And the, the picture there is like if 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 we would reduce heaven down to this room and the throne of God, there would be angels on all the corners. And the angel over here would be crying out, holy. And the angel over there would cry out, holy. And the one over here, holy. Holy, and it's just this reverberation of sound coming around as the angels are decrying, Holy, holy, holy. And when Isaiah heard that when he saw that, he said he was totally undone by what he beheld of the transcendent God. Yeah. Ah. He's he just he's undone. But The exciting thing, guys, is when Isaiah beheld the beauty of the Lord, in a moment he was empowered and changed by what he saw. You can't can't behold the Lord God in all of his beauty and stay the same. When we behold his beauty, something happens within us by the working of the Holy Spirit, and we get changed into the image of what we're looking at. We, we behold the image of the Lord, and we get changed from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. So when I'm speaking to you this morning about wholeness and holiness, when I speak about holiness, I'm speaking from the perspective that he is whole, He's complete, he lacks nothing. Another way to put it, he is beautiful. <laughs> uh, look, look at this. So holiness. Holiness, As I've I've got a neat little thing. Holiness, impartation, wholeness. When we can see God's holiness, when we can behold, that's why the Lord, in the day in which we live, there is a resounding call of the Holy Spirit across this globe to believers to seek the face of the Lord seek his face, see his face. And when we do, when we behold that, there comes this impartation and the impartation is to make us more whole. Now in God's sight, we are whole, but each one of us would be honest in saying, there's part of me right now that's not whole. And I'll just be honest with you. There's part of me that's not whole this morning. But I asked the Lord sitting in my living room this morning, Lord, I do not want to teach this without getting changed. I don't want to. And I I know this has been such a beautiful prayer. I am so thankful to the elders for giving me the opportunity to do what I'm doing this morning. I love this, but and what a, what a great subject holiness to wholeness. The Holy Spirit leads us into God's wholeness as we behold the Lord. I think it was Pastor Steve who shared a couple weeks ago God's holiness, God's beauty, beauty is a causative, <laughs> it has the power to lead us evermore into wholeness. It's the very presence of God that changes us, moves us closer and closer to wholeness. We behold his beauty, and we become transformed by the beauty. But that's, I need to back off a little bit because I'm going to get ahead of myself. That's the the last point. So look at this word. We're we're going to Psalm 27 this morning. We're going to spend some time in Psalm 27. Psalm 27 has, four, Psalms 27 has four refrigerator verses in it. You know what refrigerator verses are. Those, those that are just so astounding, we make, we make that and put that up. I have to admit to you, we don't have a refrigerator verse. I think the only verse I have on my, Bible, on my refrigerator was by John Wayne. It said, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. <clears throat> But these, these are great, and you can find these everywhere. These are refrigerator verses. Listen, these four are all in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? How about this one? One thing I've desired from the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in His temple. <laughs> Here's another refrigerator verse in Psalm 27. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, Lord, your face I will seek. Two more. The last two verses. One of them. I would have, this is, it's the very definition of hope. (laughs) I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's in Psalm 27, another refrigerator verse. And then the very last one, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. All that's in Psalm 27. A little over two years ago in November, uh, this, this this Psalm over the next weeks would become very personal to Francie and I. When it was a little over two years ago on a, on a November morning, on a Sunday morning, we were getting ready to come to church, and it was a little past nine, and all of a sudden Francie was in tremendous pain, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed against the pain, but we discovered that her pain, her pain was actually her friend because it was showing something was wrong inside of one of her lungs. And so that Sunday, we, we didn't come here. I took her to urgent care, and we spent most of the day in urgent care because they were doing tests and they were doing x-rays. And in that moment, they in that time, they discovered that there was some kind of a mass in her right lung. And it was the mass that was causing the tremendous pain that she was experiencing. And so they, they set her up with a, a, a pulmonologist. And so over the next weeks, through uh, the end of November. Well, that started early November, all the way through November, into December, early January, uh, working and, and doing a CT scan and discovering, indeed, she did have a mass in her right lung, and she was scheduled for surgery. Uh, the first part of uh, of January, two years ago, two years ago, this month. That was a that was. That was hard. That was the tough... It was hard for me as a husband to watch that. Come March, Francie and I will celebrate our 55th anniversary. <clears throat> we, we've been together so long that we celebrated our 60th Christmas together this year. I have to be very careful because, uh, guys, it, we were young and we weren't living with each other. Okay? When I tell you we were together for five years, we were just together and we would do dates, et cetera, et cetera. But we—this was the 60th Christmas uh, since we got to begin to know each other. But we walked through that, and it was a, it was a tough season. But we would read the Word, and Psalm 27 was a lifeline for us. We read it, we read it, we prayed it. Sometimes, guys, you just need to read the word until you own it, and then you pray it. You just don't give it lip service, but you eat that thing up until it becomes yours. And that's what we did. And there would be times Francie would be sitting uh, to the side of the bed before she would, uh, we would get, lay down, and she said, I'm going to read Psalm 27. And we'd read that, and we just really... Put, put our focus and pressed in and pressed in on the Lord. And she did go to have the surgery and they got it out. Thank the Lord. And then thank you, thank you, Father. Whoa, thank you. Later on, they discovered there was uh, something else there. And, uh, but they didn't do anything with that. There was a, another kind of mass or something there but they did get all that out and it was not cancerous at all thank you Jesus and then so over the next year after the surgery uh, we walked through that and I walked through that together we walked through that together and I can't tell you how many times I heard Francie pray for other women we would be in our house, and she would pray for other women. And, and one of the things that she would pray was for women that were going through a, a season like she was going through, but they were maybe single or a single mom or had a husband that wasn't even present while he living in the same house. And she would pray for those ladies because she knew what it was like to have support and she'd intercede for those who didn't have that in their life. Well, after a year, it was just this last year we went in and she had a cat scan, a CT scan, and that one <laughs> we've got the before and we got the after. We've got the original, we got the middle one, we got the after. The last CT scan said that everything was gone. It is gone. That that was the two-year process, and I and I watched that that young lady that is my awesome wife. I watched her go through that and walk through that with the Lord. And so this psalm, when I read this, this is this is so much life. This is a living word of the Lord. I'm gonna okay. Now I know where I was at. Okay, uh, we're we're to slide number four, Debbie. Uh, you, I, I want you to see this. Back up one. There it is. Look, look <clears throat> this is from the uh, complete Jewish Bible. Uh, this is out of 2 Samuel. And it said, Now in all Israel, there was no one more praised for his, look at that, beauty, than Absalom. There was no defect on him from the sole of his foot the crown of his head I want you to look from a from a Jewish viewpoint uh, a Hebrew looking and describing the way they described his beauty beauty (laughs) Absalom was beautiful there was no defect from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head and they called the fact that he had no defect his beauty he was a beautiful man from their description well so the next slide would just simply the hebrew mindset is that beauty equals (laughs) no defect so when we read this word this morning out of out of psalm 27 uh, verse 4 when we read this this verse and david talks about the beauty of the lord David is saying there is nothing in him that lacks. He has zero defects. Nothing. He is is completely whole. And because he is completely whole, he can minister to our lack and move us ever closer to wholeness. Look at this verse. I've underlined some things in it. One thing, one thing David said, I've desired of the Lord, and that I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty. David said, I want to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. Now, we we can read that and think, you know, well, David's just having a great day. I mean, all is well with David. He has no issues. He has no problem. He's, He's leading, I believe, as king of Israel at this time. And, uh, you know, just a great day, sunshine, and good day to go fishing if you were wane. I mean, it's just awesome, awesome time. But that's not the reality of this this psalm. That's not what's going on in, in David's life. If you read the context, put this psalm in context, listen to what David is saying. Enemies and foes are encamped around him in Israel. There's the possibility of war, and that possibility is imminent. Fear wants to control him. And he's concerned that his strength would fail. Can I just, I, I want to read to you verse 1 again from that perspective. I, I, just, just listen to David Enemies and foes are encamped around him. There's a possibility of war that is imminent. Fear is wanting to control him, his strength may fail. So David is contemplating the Lord is my light and my salvation. So so who in the world should I fear? Uh the lord is the strength of my life then of whom shall i be afraid when you read the when you read the word get into it get into it and think and let the holy spirit just walk you through these things so here's david and there that's what's going on well when, all, when when the enemies are around, they're encamped around, there's possibility of war, there's fear trying to control him. His strength, his concern will fail him. The question is, what's a man after God's own heart to do? Or Wayne, what's a man alive man to do? <laughs> so he reminds himself, and that's what I just read to you. So look at this. I'm going to pick it apart. This is such a, if, if you can put that verse back up there, Debbie, Uh, the one thing I've desired. I'm going to pick it apart as I go down. These are such key words. David said, this one thing I'm going to do. I'm going to assemble my army. I'm going to get everybody ready. We're going to go out there and we're going to kick some behind. No. (laughs) In the midst of what's going on around him, David said, this one thing I will do. It's an intentional move. David intentionally is doing this. This one thing I'm going to do. What do you what's the one thing you're going to do, David? I'm going to seek. I'm going to seek and the word seek there is is a beautiful word. It means to search out. I'm going to search out by any method, specifically worship or prayer. I'm going to seek out the beauty of the Lord. Right in the midst of all that's going on around him, David said, I'm going to intentionally seek the beauty of the Lord. By implication, he's saying, I'm going to strive after Ask. These are the words. Ask, beg, beseech, desire, request. I'm going to get after it. I'm going to procure it. What? This beauty of the Lord. So one thing I do, I'm going to seek. I'm going to seek that I may dwell in the ha- Dwell. Ah, dwell. The word dwell there means simply to abide. David is saying, and this one thing I'm going to do intentionally, I'm going to seek the Lord I'm going to, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, that I may go there and abide there and inhabit it and sit there. If you want a really good commentary on this verse, which is verse four in chapter 27, there's a really good commentary and it's called the Bible. And if you go to John chapter 15, (laughs) you'll get a really good word. Word description of what he's talking about here in this whole thing of dwelling inhabiting, and sitting he's gonna i want to i want to dwell in the house now guys there's no temple <laughs> there is no temple the temple has not yet been built when david wrote this psalm and he's saying that he longs to be surrounded by god's presence enclosed and encircled by his beauty he just, it, it, I love to come. I love to come in here. Richard's got me spoiled about that, but I love to come in here by myself, or sometimes I'm doing it with him. I love to come in here and pray. And my procedure is, I just walk a lot of circles, <laughs> all the way around the building. It's it's wonderful to come in here and talk to the Lord. Sometimes uh, I come in here and I go up stand right in front of the Passion of God sign. And I've got a, a book of declarations that the Lord has given me. And I stand there in the Spirit of God with boldness. I begin to declare what the Lord says over us as a body and over Springfield. I am contending for a revival in this city. I am contending for us to be all that God has called us to be. Lord, guys, if you if you didn't read them, it, the words that came out of this body the first day of January, the prophetic words, they are such words of of contending. They're such words of seeking. They're such words of of going after all that God has for us. And if you would be watching us online this morning and you say, I wonder what those words were, email me, Larry at Dayspring.life. I've got them all. I'll send them to you so you can stand with us on those things. So David, one thing I'm I'm gonna go, I want to dwell in the house all the days. Again, he's intentional all the days of my life. What what are you going there for, David? I want to behold. I want to behold. I want to perceive. I want to it's more than just seeing something. David is saying I want to experience the beauty of the Lord. (laughs) I want to to see by experience that beauty, that, that pleasantness, that kindness, that delightfulness. Everything that the Lord is, is wrapped up in that word beauty. And then I'm going to inquire. I'll inquire, I'll seek out, I'll make search, I'll reflect. In other words, I'm going to seek the face of God. You know, David. David was here for uh, on this earth about twenty. I looked it up a while ago. It's well over two thousand years. I think it was 20, 2,700 years ago. is when David lived. <clears throat> One of these days, <clears throat> when you go to heaven, I'll do the same when I get there. But I'm in no rush. But when you get there, find David and say, David what are you doing, David? (laughs) David's going to reply to you, I am still searching out the beauty of the Lord. I've been at this for 2,700 years, and there's just so much. Guys, we will be there for eternity looking and discovering and seeing the beauty of our God, the beauty of Jesus Who's so beautiful, the word says, when we get to heaven, there isn't a sun. It's the radiance of the beauty of Jesus that is the light. Can you go there with David? Oh, he's in that quiet place. The enemies may be around him. But he's focused. He's focused. He wants to see the face of God. I think he might have done something like this and I'm not even sure I can. Show me your face, Lord. Show me your face. Oh, Lord, gird up my legs that I may stand in this holy place. Ah, show me your face, Lord, your power, your grace. I'll make it to the end, Lord, if I can just, Lord, just see your face. Lord, would you show us your face? Oh, Lord, would you show us your face? (laughs) I don't know how David did it. But show us your face, Lord. Show us your face. Oh, just show us your face, God. Oh, let us behold your beauty. Let it be more than words. Oh, Lord, to see your face would be, it would just transform us. Transform us. Lord, as we look at you, Lord, we'll become more like you. When we see you, that's what you do, Lord. Show us your face. Stirred up our legs, Lord, that we can stand in your holy place. Show us your face, Lord, and we will stand firm to the end, God. We will not back off. We will not be timid, Lord. We will not be in denial. We will stand, Father. And having done all, Lord, we will stand. Show us your face, Lord. Show us your face. Slide number seven, Debbie, beauty. Beauty imparts wholeness. The very beauty that the Lord possesses is the very beauty that he imparts to his sons and his daughters. And Jesus, (laughs) Jesus himself, the word says, is the expressed image of the invisible God. You want to see what the invisible God looks like? Look at Jesus, (laughs) He's the exact, express image of the invisible God. Jesus, the Father, the Father possesses the very beauty that he imparts to sons and daughters. Jesus himself, the expressed image of the invisible God, Jesus's beauty is imparted to his bride. Watch this in Isaiah. I want you to. I want to. We've looked at the beauty, but I, 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 we want to look at the word. I was reading this a couple weeks ago, and I thought, "Wow, this is it! This this is the the illustration of what I'm what I'm seeing, Lord." And it's in Isaiah. I'm I'm old school. I just I just love looking at the book. I just really do like to look at the book. Isaiah chapter forty, verse twenty seven. <clears throat> <clears throat> Israel complaining, <laughs> why do you say, Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed by by my God? <laughs> yeah, like their way was ever hidden from the Lord, <laughs> and that the God of justice would pass over them. <clears throat> So then there's the reply. That's their complaint. Here's the reply. Isaiah speaking. Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor grows weary? His understanding is unsearchable. Guys, in in that one verse, there are six beauty marks of the Lord. Six beauty marks. (laughs) He's the everlasting God. The everlasting God doesn't mean that God will continue lasting forever. Everlasting God is that He's always been and He always will be. He is everlasting. That's part of His beauty. Not only that, but the, the, He's the everlasting God. He's Lord. That's Yahweh. Ah, the all sufficient God. He's the creator. God is the one who made everything we see around us and he did it by his words. (laughs) He's the creator of the ends of the earth. He doesn't faint. What a our beautiful God, the beauty of the Lord is he never faints. The fifth thing it says he never gets weary. I don't know about you, but I faint and I get weary. God doesn't part of his beauty. And the last thing his understanding is unsearchable His understanding is unsearchable. God he is so he is so trans, transcendent God if you can if you can figure out God you got him way too small that your your beauty mind or my purity mind could get him figured out. His understanding is just, it's way out there. I mean, his ways are beyond our ways. His understanding, his thoughts are way beyond us. That's just part of his beauty, this, this beautiful God. Then he goes on. But listen, oh, catch this, please catch this. Listen, they're complaining, and the word is but guys, have you not heard? Have you not known the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth? He doesn't faint. He doesn't get weary. His understanding is, is, is unsearchable. Next two words, he gives. Ah, Stevie, he gives that away. He gives it away as we, as we wait upon him, as we seek his face, as we spend time in the, in the secret place. He gives. What does he give? He gives of his power to the weak ones. I, I qualify. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. God, I love, he gives it away. When we come into the presence of the Lord, when we come into the secret place, when we seek the face of the Lord, we come with, with, with our lack of wholeness, and we see his fullness, and he gives out of his fullness into our lack. He gives power to the weak. To those who have no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men will utterly fall. But, you need to be so thankful for the buts in the Word. You need to be thankful for the buts in your own life. (laughs) I don't mean with two T's. I mean just the the, the times I was going this way, but God. Okay, well, here it is. But, that's why I put emphasis on it. But, those who wait on the Lord renew their strength. Guys He didn't say those who wait on the Lord might get strong. What he said was this, those who wait on the Lord shall shall. Yeah. Guys, this is a this is a commitment. This is this is a declaration. Those who wait on the Lord shall. It's a it's a, a affirmative. Shall renew their strength. And with renewed strength, they'll mount up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Why? Because out of the beauty of all that he is, out of the beauty of his strength, he gives that and imparts that to us. Oh, wow. The beauty, the beauty that the Lord possesses is the very beauty that he imparts as we wait, as we seek. His face. I was thinking this morning, Debbie, I know you don't have this one, but that's okay. I'm gonna read it anyway. Out of out of the word. And I'm uh, is that this one? Uh, okay, Lord, where'd I put it? Where did I stick it in here? I know it's there. I know it's in Isaiah. Ah, yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's Isaiah 62. Listen to this. This is amazing. This, this, guys, this is an affirmative that what I'm saying to you is just not talk. Listen. Isaiah 61. The Spirit. It's the testimony of Jesus. (laughs) The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Ah. Here's the the flow of the anointing. The anointing is going, guys, when God gives you a word of knowledge, God gives you something, it's not yours. It's yours to give away. (laughs) And so with this anointing that was on Jesus, the same anointing that can come upon us, it's there to comfort those who mourn. So here we've got somebody that's mourning, and, and the Spirit of God shows up, and he takes the beauty of God's comfort, and he gives it to the mourner. To comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give to give them, we sing this song, to give them beauty for ashes. I come seeking the the face of the Lord and, and what I have is ashes. But when I look and I see His beauty, He gives me beauty for my ashes. How about the oil of joy for mourning? You ever mourned? You ever weeped? You ever cried out? And in the midst of that, It just gets replaced with the oil of joy. (laughs) Or how about this one, Nate? He gives me the garment of praise (laughs) for the spirit of heaviness. Whoa, Lord, gosh. I want to read to you a prophetic word. I didn't write this prophetic word, but Richard my brother Richard uh, got me uh, to where I receive prophetic words from a, uh, one of the Australian, one of the ladies in Australia the Lord is really raising up as a prophetic voice, and her name is Lana Vosser. This is the word that she uh, released in, J- in January, and it's so, it's, it's a beautiful, I mean, to think of what the words have re- been released in this body the things that have been said over this body by Michael Dalton, by, by, uh, by Michael Brewer, by uh, leaders that, that spoke and, and shared their heart uh, the 1st of January. And this, this is such an affirmative word to me. Listen, there is such freedom and encounter found in the secret place in this hour. The Lord is calling us deeper into knowing him. To beholding his beauty. Nothing is more important than seeking him and knowing him and being intimate with him. I saw a mighty rushing wind in the secret place and I heard the words thundering you must prioritize the secret place. You must. I went to Christie this morning. Christie uh, and Nate had up uh, ascend. And I had, a, I had an idea, something that was in me about, about the intercessors and, and doing something uh, with the multiple different groups of intercessors. And I, went to, and I shared that with Christy this week, and I went to her this morning. And I said, Christy, that which I shared with you, the Lord said no. It's in my heart. But he said no, because that will be one more thing in the way of you seeking my face. Guys, the secret place is a priority of the Holy Spirit in this day. Continuing, I knew that that would mean the letting go of things happening in this hour to make greater room and priority for the secret place. There was a change of pace for many, there were, there were people who were pulling back and doing less because of the woo of the Father's heart to encounter and soak in His presence stronger than ever. As they obeyed the Lord and changed their pace and their priorities, They were realigned and reestablished and they caught the mighty rushing wind that was blowing in the secret place. And I saw them taking up into heavenly encounters. They were carried up to the call of the Lord, come up here. The level of encounters with Jesus and the revelation he was releasing to them in this hour reminded me of the encounters that John the Beloved had on the island of Patmos. John's words. After this, I looked, and there in heaven was an open door. The first voice that I heard speaking to me was like a trumpet, and it said, come up here, and I'll show you what makes take place after this. The heavenly encounters and throne room encounters in this hour that we are entering into will be times of beholding, Beholding the beauty and majesty like nothing we have ever experienced. It's such a blessing to me that in the past month, the Holy Spirit has moved me to a place of the holiness and seeing his beauty, seeing the beauty of the Lord. And then to hear this word that's coming out of Australia, and she's saying the same thing. It helps me to know I might be hearing the Lord. We must linger. We must wait upon him. We must follow his pace. We must prioritize the secret place. We must respond to his invitation to seek his face and behold his beauty. I've got a video that we're going to show right now, and I want you to just, in your own place, just get into a quiet place with the Lord this is a very intimate song. It's a song of call. I tried to sing it a while ago, but it's just powerful. But it's about seeking His face. If you can stay where you are, you can come up here, you can, but whatever. Listen to the call of the Holy Spirit in this song.
2: Moses stood on a mountain Waiting for you to pass by, you placed your hand over his face in your presence. Could just see you fail. David knew there was something more than the. Strange Messiah once more amongst kings and
0: getting an impression from the holy spirit that he just wants us to focus on beholding the lamb i don't know in that message if you caught it but there were three four times that he talked about beholding the lamb jesus lord we behold you today jesus
2: Behold you, Jesus. We
0: behold you, Jesus.
2: Before there was light Walked across The pages of time He who made Every Behold Jesus Come on He who heard Him by the days Cry Left his throne
0: I just got from that book. say that again. Real revelations in that word. Come on. Behold the Lamb who took away the sins of the world. That's who he is. That's who we walk on. Yeah, come on. What else? Behold Your name is Holy Jesus. Oh yeah! the Lord. Let's just discover the Lord this week. Let's just push into His beauty. Let's want nothing else but to be in that place of beholding the face of the Lamb that was slain, Jesus. Who you are, God. We love you, God. Just want to open up the altars as they are. And just, who wants to come up and just receive prayer this morning. For those of you who can stay and have this opportunity, um, we just want to praise God that uh, Cox South, Cox Medical has been donating all of their surplus items to us for the Comoros Mission, the Comoros Islands, and also uh, Zimbabwe. There's 67 uh, clinics across Zimbabwe that uh, actually doesn't have any, any power at all and very limited resources. They're saying, I just read an article, that Zimbabwe is one of the most dangerous places and points in the nation because of the lack of medical care, uh, the lack of health care. At one time, they were a shining light in Africa. But And the Comoros, this clinic that we visited, they had six needles that they had been reusing for um, about two years with their diabetes patients. I can't even imagine. There were broken X-ray machines and there were so limited resources for anything, not even the power for life-saving equipment. And I want to praise God that we've received, uh, I think is it six defibrillators now from Cox Medical that we're going to be taken to Africa. But along with that, a lot a lot of medical supplies that we need help with. Uh, we have a U-Haul truck out there with some. We have some stored back in this room up here. We have them at about every nook and cranny in this place. And uh, we wanna be able to bring those uh, all together. And so we'll be loading that in the U-Haul. We're also gonna be uh, serving pizza and some drinks and stuff. So if you can't join us, man, it's a great cause. Uh, We're gonna be shipping these things over as our team goes and uh, just blessing and bringing transformation to Zimbabwe, to East Africa. Great word from Cindy Jacobs and her team that in 20. uh, 23 God was going to begin a, ro- a revival in East Africa well, you can't get more east than the Camorra Islands they're, they're about as east as you can get and uh, we believe God is bringing his light to a country that has been in darkness that was actually evangelized by Muhammad and has been in darkness since and God is bringing his Holy Spirit he's bringing his Holy Spirit to wreck that place and, and to release the power of the gospel, that Jesus will be glorified in that island nation. So, again, if you have time to help us, we would love it. Bless you guys. Have an incredible day. Go Chiefs. Amen. Go Chiefs. All right. Eagles, what, what is this? All right. All right. I see your Philly shirts back there. A whole row. All right. Well, go Eagles, too. All right. I'm not that attached to the 49ers. (laughs) Bless you guys.